Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. In this town, there is no off-season. The news never stops, and neither do we. It's always game day in Cleveland with Andy Baskin and Daryl Ryder. It's a post-game edition of It's Always Game Day in Cleveland. The Browns lose to the Cincinnati Bengals by a final of 23-10. to The Browns fall to 5-8. and They are 2-5 and now on the road. The Bengals uh, stay pat with the Ravens among the tops in the AFC North. At nine and four, they are five and one at home. The show today brought to you locally by Smiley One Heating, Cooling, and Plumbing. Bryant and Smiley One, the right choice for your comfort. Again, he is Daryl Ryder. I'm Andy Baskin. First thoughts on today's game? Yeah, a little disappointing. I mean, it just it feels like another opportunity lost. Uh, I really felt this was a winnable game for the Browns. The uh, the Bengals. Uh, basically had Jamar chase at receiver and that was it. Right. Um, and the Browns were helpless to, to stop, uh, Jamar, uh, 119 yards on 10 catches. Uh, Joe Mixon was outstanding four yards shy of a hundy. Look, I mean, Deshaun Watson was better, but the guy can't turn water into wine just yet. Um, yeah, yeah I mean, it's, it's, it was, he seemed a little more comfortable out there, but, just th- this offense right now is very, very painful uh, to watch. They couldn't get anything going on the ground with Nick Chubb, unfortunately. So, yeah, just all around yet another disappointing Sunday afternoon at the office for the Cleveland Browns. Well, there are a lot of things that we can dissect in this game. I, one of the things that just is unbelievably glaring to me, and it may not be the first thing that people think about in this game, but when you have 98 yards and penalties, you're giving up an entire field. And it's just, we can get into the play calling. We can get into the defense. We can get into all those things, but you can't have those penalties. And I do think part of the penalties are, you know, because you've got a quarterback that's hanging out on the ball too long because he's still rusty. And I think that that's part of it. You got the illegal man downfield. You've got an offensive line that's holding left and right because you've got a quarterback that's hanging out of the ball. 100%. And also, too, they're they're getting to know each other. Like De- Deshaun Watson is a difficult quarterback 
to block for. And what I mean by that is his mobility. And uh, unfortunately, uh, offensive linemen don't have eyeballs in the, the back of their helmets. Maybe they need to get, maybe they need to get some mirrors installed above their uh, the risers or whatever so they can see what's going on behind them but um so it, it, it it's it, that's part of this process um you're right i mean there was nothing down the field with for the most part for deshaun today in so many instances even when he was holding on to the ball i'm looking forward to going back and watching the the all 22 uh version uh of the video because just even on TV, Andy, which we don't get to see all 22 on, on, on you know, t- when you're watching on TV, it just looked like there was nothing open down the field. And when you started to see Deshaun have some success and get into a little bit of rhythm, it was with those really short pass patterns where he's getting the ball out really, really fast. So um, kudos to the Bengals' defense uh, and their secondary but hey, I, Deshaun was 24 yards shy of becoming the first player to throw for 300 against the Bengals this season. Believe it or not, they had not allowed, a, and they still have not, but um, Cincinnati has not allowed a 300-yard passer, and, and Watson almost was able to, to, to pull that off. So, uh, and, and to your point about the penalties, at one point the Browns had more penalties than they did first downs. And that it's just it's it's not a winning formula, and um, one drive alone, the roughing the punter on Tony Fields, where he just totally had nobody can, and he, you could even see Stefanski tell him on the sideline when he came to get his butt chewed out that hey man, body control, you got to have better body control instead of just blowing into the punter like that. That gave the Bengals new life. Ended up costing him a touchdown. Also on that drive, you had an illegal hands to the face penalty on Isaiah Thomas. That cost Jadavian Clowney a sack. Clowney was pissed when he he found that penalty out. And then Denzel Ward getting called with the defensive pass interference. Three big penalties not only keep a drive alive, they help move the ball down the field and ultimately contribute to the first uh, touchdown uh, possession of the afternoon. And, and really, I, I got to be honest with you, Andy, when the Bengals scored that touchdown, uh, Burrow threading the needle to Jamar. Yep. At 7 nothing, I thought the game was over. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. I'm here to tell you about Bolin Branch and how you can discover this new level of softness with their iconic sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% responded that Bolin Branch sheets get softer with every wash. They source the rarest 100% organic cotton for an incredible softness to start. Then they skip the toxins and harsh chemicals for a natural feel unlike anything else, and it all comes together with their signature weave. This special design feels buttery, breathable, and unlocks new levels of softness with every wash. And they stand behind their promise of softness. With their 30-night guarantee, you can wash, style, and sleep in their sheets for an entire month. If during the 30 nights, you don't love your sheets or feel them getting softer and softer, you can send them right back. No questions asked. So head to BollandBranch.com for 15% off your first order with code ODYSSEY. That's B-O-L-L and Branch.com. Exclusions apply. See site for details. I don't know about you, but it's 7 nothing. I thought the game was over. And it turns out I was right. It was. Um, I, I don't... <clears throat> I'm not going to say the game was over at that point. I, I, they, I'm not saying you know, it was had, over. I felt that way. 
Like yeah, the, I, I didn't really. The momentum of the game was going is like, it just, there was nothing. The Browns couldn't get anything going when they did, they had a penalty. And so when it, when Cincinnati finally got on the board there about just under 10 minutes to go in the, in the first half, I'm like, yeah, that could be the ball game right there. Um, and you know, they, there the were some pass- bonehead things in the game that still yeah. like drive me nuts. Like Deion Jones, I almost jumped through the screen <laughs> after the interception and he decided he was going to lateral it. Like, on what planet like that? That's discipline. That's dumb. That was such a dumb play. Mm-hmm. And then you, you know, you my phone's blowing up saying Kevin this and the defense that and this and that. I'm gonna go back to the first play at the end of the first series. <laughs> Excuse me, at the end of the first series when he put Jacoby Brissett in. If Jacoby Brissett and Donovan Peoples Jones connect where he was open, and could have connected on a good pass. He, he's a genius. People are like, oh, that's the Kevin Stefanski we know, designing great plays, blah, 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 blah. But it didn't. So Twitter blows up and, and social media blows up. What is this guy doing? He's an idiot. Why is he our head coach? So I, I just I look at situations like that. The other thing, too, and, you know, I, I can find a lot of faults with Joe Woods when the defense is just getting shelled. Right. But I'll tell you one thing Joe Woods can't do. Tackle. Right. If the guys are in the right spot to make the tackle, then I think maybe Joe Joe made the right call. But if these guys can't tackle, you can't give up 60 yards on two plays after your quarterback finally threw a touchdown pass after six quarters. That's ridiculous. But you know what? I don't blame Joe Woods on that because they that the tackling was absolutely craptastic, as you would say. It was brutal. And that's not Joe's fault. Joe's not the one making the tackles where the guy's in the right position. Maybe you give up a little bit of too much yardage on the first, on the, on the initial play, but after you make contact, I'm not blaming Joe for anything. That, that is pathetic. Their tackling is pathetic. It's been all season long. Now, if you want to get on the coaching staff about technique or driving home the discipline that you've got to bring these guys down, then you can maybe question the coaching staff on that. <laughs> but D- discipline doesn't seem to be there. And it's, it's very bothersome on the missed tackles. And a lot of individual play too, which is, uh, that's also been a theme. And, and, it, and it, go- it goes back to the volume of talent on this team underperforming. And yes, the talent flashes every once in a while, like we saw with Miles Garrett, where he, again, took over another drive, right? Sacks Joe Burrow, very next play on third down, swats the ball back in his face. Um, but it, it just, it's, it's, a it's, especially on the defensive side of the ball, it feels like there's 11 individuals out there and not, uh, a team. And I will blame the coaching for that. Uh, I will blame the coaching for the tackling technique. I will blame the coaching staff, uh, again, for lack of discipline and things like that. I, I don't think it's a well-coached team. I think that they draw up good schemes, both sides of the ball. I, th- I think that their whiteboard material that they come up with, their game plans, their scripts, outstanding. No complaints, criticisms there. But when it comes to being off script and improvising and dealing with situations, again, first quarter, had to waste the timeout because the defense didn't know what the F they were doing. And everyone's looking around confused, having substitution problems again. Like, that's coaching. That's on the coaching staff. So um, 
I hear you. You're right. Joe Woods can't go out and cover. Joe Woods can't go out and tackle. Um, so it's not entirely all his fault. I just think that the blame is shared all the way around. I, I don't think it's simply a coaching issue. I don't think it's a lack of talent. I don't think it's simply just a player issue either. I just think it's a cumulative, just nothing is working cohesively with this football team. And it's been that way since week one. Let's be honest about it. They escaped in week one. And I'm going to give Anthony Lima, our uh, morning show uh, host, some credit. Uh, he had a great tweet, and I think it's so uh, – it, it just it, – it really sums up the state of the Browns. And that and the, not fooling ourselves into them being better than they are. The wins this year over a benched Panthers quarterback, a benched Steelers quarterback with no T.J. Watt, Burrow without Jamar Chase, washed up Tom Brady. I don't know if that's true, but although they they were getting drilled as we record this podcast right now, the, the Buccaneers are getting absolutely boat raced in San Francisco. And then, of course, Houston, who isn't exactly trying to uh, win a lot of football games. The bottom line, though, to just to sum up what Lima tweeted, is, and it's a great point, the Browns have no quality wins. Maybe the Bengals. The Bengals, Bengals on Halloween. And you wonder why they played well on Halloween? Because the national TV cameras were on them and everybody decided to show up and be focused, come to work, and put on a good show. And if they got that kind of effort, I don't know, eight or nine other times this season, we're having a completely different outlook about where this organization and football team is. So my it's just it's disappointing. I just I feel like this whole season's been flushed and it, it, it's it's frustrating because I really felt like an opportunity was there for them to make something this year out of this season, and they didn't. When we come back, we're going to talk about accountability and some other issues from today's game. Again, the Browns fall to the Cincinnati Bengals, and that snapped a five-game winning streak against Cincinnati as well. In fact, Cincinnati keeps rolling. They haven't lost since Halloween, since they lost to the Browns. 23-10 to 10 was the final. We'll come back. We'll have more. It's always game day in Cleveland. He's Darrell. I'm in. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.